Today, we're going to talk about faith. More so, where is it? The reality is, in today's society, we have to understand that when we have faith activated in our lives, faith brings all the benefits of salvation into reality. This includes healing. It it includes peace, love, joy, prosperity, deliverance, as well as hope for tomorrow. This is Dr. E.C. Brown, and you are listening to the Stay Focused Radio Show. Get get ready. This is the Stay Focused Radio Show with Dr. E.C. Brown, your Kingdom Heart Specialist. Welcome to the Stay Focused Radio Show, where we are connecting faith to life. This is Dr. E.C. Brown, your Kingdom Heart Specialist. And for today's daily perspective, we're going to come from Proverbs, the third chapter, verses five and six. And the word of the Lord says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. So for your perspective today. If you find yourself going in a cycle or in a circle, I want you to check your or your compass of acknowledgement, because if if it is true and I believe that it is and I know it to be true, that when we acknowledge him, when we acknowledge the Lord and when we trust in him with all of our heart, when we stop being so analytical, he not only leads and guides us, but he also directs us. And according to the 23rd Psalm, he directs us in, in, in paths of peace by still waters. And so I want you to hold the faith, keep keep focus and, and, and know that you have to have a perspective that in everything that you encounter, nothing just happens. Nothing is coincidence. You're being led of the Lord. God is leading you. And if he is leading you. He's guiding you. If he's guiding you, he surely will protect you in everything that you and I do. At the end of the day, we can not neglect the simple fact that when we lean to our own understanding, that's when we mess things up. I don't know about you, but for me personally, 
whenever I do things in my own understanding, when I try to work things out to to my way of thinking, um, I find that things get uh, botched. And the Bible says in Isaiah that his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. As far as the heavens are above the earth, so far are his ways above our ways. And that's why we must stay focused on trusting in him with all of our heart. That's why we must stay focused on leaning on his understanding. That's why we must focus on acknowledging him, thanking him for every idea, thanking him for every inspiration, thanking him for every opportunity. And at the same time, going to him before we even make a decision. This has been your daily perspective. We'll be right back with my co-host, Dr. Leslie J. We're going to talk about some current events, but we'll be right back after this. Mind blowing, riveting, empowering. Encounter the life changing presence of God through developing a lifestyle of prayer with your copy of Back to the Altar, enthroned in the power of prayer by Edmund C. Brown. You'll be empowered to authentically and effectively speak life into dead situations by proper understanding of the Word of God. Own it today. Available at Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, Amazon.com, or visit EdmundCBrown.org. Are you interested in promoting your church, business, or book during our show? Simply call us today at 330-362-8733. Again, that's 330-FOCUSED. Welcome back, everyone, to the Stay Focused Radio Show, where we are connecting faith to life. This is Dr. E.C. Brown, your Kingdom Heart Specialist, and here is my co-host. That's right. I said co-host. She done been promoted, y'all. Amen. The Bible says if you're faithful, he'll, he'll raise you up. Amen. My co-host, uh, uh, Dr. Leslie J. Amen. How are you, sis? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. You know, there's been so much that's been going on. Um, in the world, um, uh, look, so much going on in the city as well. So, um, you know, we're going to get right to it and start talking about some of these current events, these current topics. Um, you know, um, some of them are crazy. Some of them are, um, things that make you go, Hmm. And then some of them are like, child, I ain't got time for that today. Uh, <laughs> but, um, uh, from your from your perspective, as far as what's been going on, uh, you know, we were talking during the break, and uh, you know, you shared some things with me, and I think there's something that happened with a pilot that went on. Yes, um, actually, what happened was um, apparently someone when the pilot was going through, you know how you go through when you get trying to get to your airplane, mm -hmm. you know. And someone noticed that he looked like he was a little inebriated, you know? I don't know if he was um, stumbling, you know, or what, but um, someone realized that something just wasn't right. Mm -hmm. And um, apparently they let someone at the airline know because everyone on the airplane, can you, can you imagine? You have a flight <laughs> mm -hmm. and all of a sudden someone comes on the um, plane 
and you think you're about to take off, and let's just say you have to be somewhere at a particular time for a particular event, and they say, oh, everyone has to get off the plane. Well, they had to remove him from the plane because he was drunk. Oh, wow. He was he was drunk as a skunk. He was pizza drunk. <laughs> he was drunky to drunk. However you want to put it. His blood alcohol level was 1.4. And that is like way, 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 way yeah. above what it should be. So can you imagine that he had maybe, I don't know how large the air, airplane was, but let's just say he had at least 100 people on that flight. You wow. know, um, that that could have been the difference between life and death for those people. Yeah, yeah. And my thing is, how can you drink that much and then go fly an air? Are you that arrogant that you think it's okay for you to drink that much before before you fly an airplane with people's lives in your hand? Wow. You know, you know, you said that last night and I, you know, I research stuff and sometimes I research stuff on accident. Some Sometimes something just presents itself to me during the course of being on social media. Um, and there was, if you, if you Google it or research it, try to find that there was a Russian uh, pilot uh, several years ago, a few years ago, um, who, you know, bragged about how you know he could land a plane um you know based on just listening to the instruments of you know the warning signals and things the instrumentation of the plane and the you know the co-pilot is the one that dared him to do this so he blindfolded him no uh, the co-pilot then covered up the you know the windshield with, with something um and so despite the fact of all the alarms going off despite the fact the mission control uh, the uh, flight, you know, control told him, "Hey, he need to pull up." This man proceeds and crashes and kills like ninety-seven something people. Um, they were on the plane, including the co-pilot, the one that made the dare. The pilot survived. Um, he was sentenced to forever. Oh no, it was this is the thing. He was sentenced, I believe, to I know it was probably over 20 years in prison, but he only served six. Oh wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You have people who sold marijuana and still in prison longer than that. Yeah, and all they sold was a piece of dust. Right. Or all that was found on them was a piece oh, of my dust. God. You know what? It's amazing. Amazing. You know, and um you know that that just shows the again the craziness uh, of of this world that we value the wrong stuff yes yes you know, you know we, we value the wrong things and um one one of the things that we have to do as far as having a healthy life is to start putting value where things need to go yes especially during covid because you know people blamed a lot of stuff on covid but now that the numbers are looking better, and I was actually looking at Charlotte's numbers, and um, the numbers are looking really good, you know, as far as the uh, percentage of people who are infected right now. So when are we going to stop blaming COVID? But, you know, we always have to blame somebody. The devil made me do it. Well, you know, you know devil's sitting on the sideline going, hmm, I, dang, I, I, I had nothing to do with that one. Uh, you know? it's, it's bad when you got him telling the truth. Exactly. <laughs> and then it's like, 
oh, I, I gained weight because of COVID. Um, you know, it's like, oh, I'm depressed because of COVID. Um, so now, right now, with all the craziness going on in Charlotte, um, who are we blaming now? Why, when are we going to start taking responsibility for what we do and stop blaming things or people for the terrible decisions we make? That's you know, right. like the cat's bus driver who got shot for no reason, shot and killed for no reason. His family has lost a son, you know, a, a, a father. And I, I believe he had a, a girlfriend. And it's like, so when are we going to stop blaming everyone else? And, and then from what I've heard, Last mm -hmm. I heard, they caught the man. He was in another state. What a coward! Um, you're big and bad oh, enough to, to do it, you know. But stick you, around you, and take and take up for it, yeah. Right, and then um, you know, it's like the you know unfortunately the, they were like you know yeah they found the guy but um you know we've lost him forever. And, but my thing is seriously, road rage. Mm. That's crazy. You know, and, and one thing Steve Smith, the um, former um, Carolina Panther, you know, he's opening up um, mental yes. health facilities. Yes. And I think that is definitely needed. Shout it's, out to him. It, shout out to him because, you know, he didn't have to do this because um, he was gone. I remember he was traded. Mm -hmm. And um, to find out that he was still doing stuff here in, in, in Charlotte, I, you know, I was like, this man is is a class act, and to now be opening up um, mental health facilities, I think that's a great thing because people need that. Yeah. And, and with our community, um, and let, when I say our community, I'm not talking about Charlotte. I'm talking about the African American community. Yes, ma'am. Okay? Um, that's something that used to be taboo. You know, you didn't talk about mental health. You didn't talk about um, your problems. That's part yeah. of the problem because you always thought that when something happened to you, you were the first person it happened to because no, no one before you ever discussed these things. You know, mm. you had that crazy uncle who had the broom in the back of the house, um, you know, things like that. But people go through stuff and, <laughs> and we, we all need help. And so now I think that what happened was we evolved from that to not discussing it to now like pray for me mm. and that was and that's a broad statement yeah because i'm going through some mental health stuff but i don't want you to know um because it's taboo to discuss it so now i'm gonna just ask you to pray for me yeah you know and then you know how church folk are they're speculating what that is for you know child you know so-and-so told me i know that, right uh, well you know her husband this <laughs> You know what? People go through stuff. Even when, you know, I thought back to like when my dad passed away and because I realized what I'm going through with my mom's death. And I, mm -hmm. I thought back to when my dad passed away and I said, you know what? I want, did anyone even ask my mom if she was okay at the time? See, there are things that we don't think about because like I said, in our community, things have been so taboo. But now that I, I see Stephen Smith doing these, this thing, I, you know what? I commend him so for so many different reasons. And one reason is because he's a black man. Yeah. And so by people seeing this black man saying, hey, mental health is an issue. It's a problem. Um, people need, need help. I think that it'll help our community. Exactly. 
because when you see that that's just like you have to know what what we've done in the past because if you've never seen a black doctor you're thinking i can't be a, a doctor because i've never seen one who looks like me mm -hmm. you know back i've only seen maids and janitors who look like me so you know i think that's what i have to aspire to be and don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with that okay i'm just making a point yeah it's, it's called access you know yeah. and so steve smith by him being a former nfl football player and he's a black man i think that'll help a lot of people and it'll make them feel more comfortable saying whoa i want even if you want to even say you want to go there just to see if he's going to be at the building that day okay whatever but the point is um that's something counseling is okay therapy is okay um if you have mental health issues, it's best for you to seek help before yes. you hurt yourself or hurt someone else. Correct. Correct. And just like you said, that is something that within the African-American, the, the community of Blacks um, that hasn't been talked about. And like even with the recent suicides of, of those of African descent. Uh, you know, people are acting like these things have never happened before in our community. I have um, uh, had a cousin who committed suicide. Um, and I'm just here. I'm just saying that it's not that these things never happen. Just like you said, these things were never talked about. Um, and there was there wasn't social media 20, no. 40 something years ago to where when something happened immediately everybody knew it and um just for me personally um someone who myself someone who did con um, contemplate suicide before you know it, it goes way beyond um you know getting past people thinking that uh well you can get over it um or you just need to deal with it or you just need to suck it up and be a man and grow up no there, there are some real to life issues that we all face and that we all deal with but it takes a community um, coming together, um, you know, to help each other, to, to talk things out. Um, you know, you never know. The, just think about it. The last thing you say to someone may just be the last thing you say to them. And, mm -hmm. and depending on whether that was positive or negative, may either stop them from proceeding to do what they've already made up in their mind they have to uh -huh. do or may push them over the edge. That's right. That's right. And that's one reason why um, my husband and I, from day one, we said that, when, you know, and I, I might've mentioned this to you before, but when we get off the phone with each other, we always say, I love you. Because mm -hmm. my last words to him need to be, I love you. You know, just in case one of us don't make it home that night or something, I don't want to hold any type of guilt or anything. I just, and and but then that goes um, to teaching people, um, treating people um, right. And I, I really don't like saying treating people the way you want to be treated because some people don't care. Some people don't treat themselves good. That's my point. So that's why I don't <laughs> like to say treat people the way you want to be treated because some people really don't care about themselves. So that's why I say treat people right. That's you right. Know, if you treat people right, then you know that when they take their last breath, you're okay. Because it's, it's, if the person you were close to the person is already going to be hard. You know, recently, um, I think it was last month, someone called me up to tell me that um, a mutual friend, you know, of ours passed away. Mm -hmm. Young guy, 
when I say, I'm talking about a young, younger than me, you know, I'm already 16. So, you know, he's younger than me. And so. <laughs> we look good for our ages. Yes, we know, do. But, um, <laughs> it don't crack, baby. It don't crack. <laughs> but this, this young guy and I, I, it, we had a discussion about him because it's funny. I had worked with him. He was a tech, one of my techs somewhere. Mm -hmm. And the, he just happened to be working with her husband somewhere now. Well, before he, he died um, somewhere else. And so I think she saw that he was a friend of both of ours or something. And she was like, you know, so-and-so? And I said, yeah, I know him. And I had told her that we used to work together. And she said, yeah, he works with my husband now. Oh, he's so cool. And we had a discussion about him. Um, fast forward, last month, she said, you know, I wanted to let you know because I know that you knew him that he passed away. And I'm like, what? And she said, yeah, he was, um, he took the exit to go home. He got off the highway, took the exit and a car was coming up the ramp the, in the opposite direction, hit him head on and he died. Wow. So this is what I'm saying is like, you can do everything quote unquote, right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you can still go. Someone yeah. else can do something wrong and that can cause you your life. So we just never know when we're going to take our last breath. Yeah. And so um, that's why it's just best to treat people right. So you can, so I can say, see, looking back, I can say, I can think of the laughs we had. I can think of um, how we interacted with each other. And I can say, you know what? We, you know, I treated him I treated him right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, um, but that's the reason why you have to treat people right. Not like you want to be treated, but treat people right. See, that's part of our problem as human beings. We, there's so many cliches. Exactly. You know, things you only, sometimes you don't even know what you're saying. You just say it because that's what you, you know, you're used to saying. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we need to stop and think about what we're saying. What we're saying. Because even, hey, how you doing? Oh, good. You might say good before I even say I'm good. Mm -hmm. I might say I'm not doing well. Oh, that's nice. I've actually done that before with someone. It's like, how are you doing? I say I'm not doing well. And they just keep on going because they're so used to just. Yeah. Little the normal responses. Yeah. And it's like, then you look at is this is part of mental health because then you look at the person like, is you crazy? Did you just hear what I said? Did you hear what I they said? They didn't hear what you said. They didn't hear what you said because they were so busy just trying to say, God is good all the time, all the time, God is good. <laughs> so that's why I stopped doing that. God is good. I say yes, and his mercy endures forever. And then I they throw right. it off. And they don't well, know what to say. Like that's scripture. You, you know, people don't know scripture. There you go. People don't read the Bible. There you go. And if they do know something, sometimes they think God said something when it really wasn't God. You know, huh? This quote you're giving me, God never said that. Job said that. Mm -hmm. Like if you take one step, He'll take two. Mm -hmm. I ain't saw that in the Bible yet. The Lord give, giveth, and the Lord taketh away. I think who said that? Job? Didn't Job say that because I, he's mm -hmm. angry? Okay, so be careful what you say. Because then if God's going to give me something, he, he, he going to take it away? Then what's the point? 
People say that all the time. You hear it in movies all the time. You know those BT movies and stuff? You hear it all the time. And when I hear it, I just be like, not again. You know, sometimes some of the cliches that we say are so racist, we don't realize it, such as the terminology of being an Indian giver. Woo! You better stop. Cotton picking. <laughs> your cotton pick. What's on your cotton picking mind? Look, you know, we got to be mindful of what we're saying. The things we're saying um because that's part of the negativity that's part exactly. of the health issue so it's like you know let's put good things out there and that's why people used to um you know say say different things like you put a little something on your refrigerator and every morning mm -hmm. or your mirror and every morning you would say affirmations yeah maybe we need to get back to that exactly have to have to yes. we have to command our day by the words that we say yes Ooh, i like that rhyme too i know i'm rapping this command moment my day by the words i say hey look hey Woo! Like look we that. look we both got to get the work so um thank you for joining me for this segment um everybody give it up for my co-host dr leslie j um here on the stay focused radio show again where we are connecting faith to life we'll be right back after these messages This is Angel Williams, and you are listening to the Stay Focused Radio Show with Dr. E.C. Brown, your Kingdom Heart Specialist. Jehovah, Jehovah, you are a great God. That's who you are. Mm. 
my mighty king, ruler of everything, you are a great God, that's who you are, Jehovah. a great God that's who you are Psalms 83 and 18 states then they will learn that you are the Lord the most high Jehovah Jehovah we praise you we praise you
Have you been looking for a place to call home? Need a place that makes you feel welcomed and valued? At Freedom Ministries Church and Outreach, our community is waiting for people just like you to find their way home. We invite you to visit during our Sunday worship experience to discover how Freedom Ministries can help you spread your wings in our friendly and empowering worship environment. Visit Pastors Brian and Jacqueline Lowe along with the Freedom Ministries Church and Outreach family this Sunday for our 10 o'clock service located at 2353 Concord Lake Road, Suite 124 Concord, North Carolina, 28025. Freedom Ministries Church and Outreach. Your spiritual home away from home. Are you in need of a mentor? A mentor is one who commits to guiding a person in their endeavors for a desired outcome. True mentorship is mutually beneficial in that it seeks the best for the mentee and not just the mentor. Join Dr. Edmund C. Brown each Monday night at 7.14 p.m., along with others across the nation, for a time of impartation where cultivating the great gifting that you have been graced to carry is the goal. Register today by calling 704-336-9151. Again, that number is 704-336-9151. Hey everybody, this is Cassandra O'Neill and you are listening to the Stay Focused Radio Show with Dr. E.C. Brown, your Kingdom Heart Specialist. to give praise when it's all right and everything is clearly black and white but what about those gray and stormy days the ones that seem to truly test your faith what else can you do what more can you say just to make it through the day no matter what no matter I know that God is always there No matter why, no matter when I know this storm has got to end And no matter how He sees me through I know I win It's easy to give praise when He comes through and everything is working out for you But what about those days and nights you pray And nothing ever seems to go your way This is what you do, this is what you say That will help increase your faith No importa que, no importa donde Sé que Dios siempre será fiel No importa porque no importa como, en la tormenta Dios no nos dejó Y no importa cuán oscura esté, sigo de pie Sigo de pie
Now for your midday momentum. Welcome back to the Stay Focused Radio Show where we are connecting faith to life. I want to first thank my dear sisters and friends um, for their musical contributions for today to the one and the only Cassandra O'Neill. Thank you so much for uh, rendering the song No Importa. Um, and in English, it is no matter. Uh, you can get that. Find her on social um, social media platforms such as Facebook and Instagram, um, Cassandra O'Neill, um, and also to Angel Williams for the song "We Praise You." You can visit her website at angelwilliamsmusic.com for that new release. Uh, own it today. Uh, again, angelwilliamsmusic.com. And so today, as we begin our midday momentum, asking the question, uh, where is uh, your faith? Um, it is found in Luke chapter 8, 24 and 25, where Jesus asked this question. He asked this question. Um, it was while on the on the sea um, after ministering uh, as Jesus and the disciples uh, were falling asleep or um, that a storm arose and the storm literally scared the disciples uh, um, into thinking that they were going to die or perish. It scared them so much that they um, awoke Jesus who was still asleep, mind you. Um, and it was then he spoke to the storm, dealt with that and then asked them this question. He said, where is your faith? Today, that is my question to you, my brothers and sisters. And let me say this before I start getting getting uh, a bunch of hate mail or uh, uh, legalistically minded individuals that would question, like, who am I to think that I have the right to ask that question? Um, I'm not asking, do you have faith? Nor am I asking, why don't you have faith? I simply want you to take an intentional look at your life and identify where self-confidence ends and faith begins. I learned years ago that faith begins and, and it dwells where the will of God is known. And therefore, 
You have to identify or ask the question, well, how do you know the will of God? And this is how you know the will of God through his word. That's right. If you ever want to know what God will do, just read his word. The word of the Lord shows you what he will do and what he will not do. It shows you what he asks for. It shows you what he does not ask for. And in today's uh, society and in today's climate of things, we have a lot of people that may be saying a lot of churchy sounding things. But does it sound like faith? Faith has a sound. Faith has a distinctive look. And what is it? So what does faith look like in essence and in, in simplicity? Faith looks like obedience because there are there are determining earmark to faith um, or, or characteristics. And I'm just going to name six of those that just popped in mind. The first one is uh, to know that faith is a supernatural gift of God. It's something that that you 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 innately have. The Bible says that to every man is given a measure of faith. Um, uh, number two, faith is certain. It is immediate. In Matthew 15, 28, we see that uh, there was an individual who required or desired something from the Lord. And that faith activated an immediate response. Um, the third thing is uh, uh, faith is not opposed to science, but rather it is proved by it. Um in Hebrews, the Bible says that uh, by by faith, the elders obtained a good report. And we have all throughout history where uh, through archaeological studies and, and things of that nature, where things of our faith have been proven and have been dated and traced back to to prove that the Bible is the undisputed uh, 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 word of God. Um, faith uh, is the beginning of eternal life. Uh, That is an earmark of true faith. Those of you that have received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior have accepted him into your life, have accepted the spirit of the Lord into your life. Um, That is the beginning of eternal life. Uh, um, But most 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 um, importantly, uh, I define faith as uh, being what Hebrews 11 and one describes it as is what I call a uh, a scientific uh, compound, just as H2O, you know, we know as water, but the chemical makeup or the compound of it uh, is those components of hydrogen and oxygen. And so when we look at Hebrews 11 and one, it is important that we also understand that to be the also to be the makeup of what faith is, is not um, uh, it, it tells you what faith is made of is made of the substance. It is the substance of things hoped for and it is the evidence of things not seen what does that mean it literally means that faith is your conviction or belief but not just that but it also coupled and compounded with your corresponding actions that's what you know to be faith because if I say I believe God is one thing but my actions should undisputably show that belief If I say I believe God to be a healer, that means my faith is going to be evident in the words that I speak concerning myself. I can't say I believe God to heal me, but then out of that same mouth, declare I'm going to die from something. That's right. I'm saying this to challenge you, challenge, challenge you to, again, identify where is your faith. Those of you that have heard me teach on prayer have often heard me 
describe prayer is. I believe prayer is uh, 1% to that 3% of what we say on our knees, but it's that 97 to 99% of what we say when we get up, when we go throughout our day. You know, what you can you can pray for your loved ones in faith that God will turn their lives around, that God would heal them, that God would bring them to a point of knowing them in peace and wholeness and salvation and deliverance. But if we carry on through the day, downing them, saying they're stupid, idiots, uh, uh, negative word curses being spoken over their life all day, that is showing you where your faith is. It is showing you, uh, again, the decrees and the declarations that you make all day are earmarks or tell signs of where your faith is. And so in essence, when we look at faith now being the substance of things hoped for, what are you hoping for? You know, uh, you know, do you believe in the things that you say? Um, or are you just saying things because it's the churchy things to say, you know, because true faith, saving faith is the grace of God given uh, to each and every one of us granted to undeserving individuals based upon the sacrificial gift from Christ himself. Now, I'm, I'm going to have to say that again, undeserving individuals, we, we can't have the mentality to say, God better had saved us or God better had did anything. No, in, in, in our sinful nature, we are undeserving. We are, we are, we are filthy. We, we are, uh, uh, we are that which displeases God. But once we come into the father and we accept him as, as our Lord and savior, guess what? He takes that sinfulness and exchanges it for his righteousness. He takes that frailty and that weakness and gives us his strength he takes that weeping and gives us joy that's the power of faith and and at the end of the day when you can identify where your faith is you can identify where you're going because not only does the bible says that you know uh 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 about faith being the substance or the assurance of things hoped for or the, and the conviction of things not seen. But it was in, it is in Psalm 46 and 10 that the word of the Lord says for us to be still and to know that I am God. Therefore, faith is an assurance. It, it's, a, it's a definitive knowing that God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent that which he has said, that which he has spoken. He will de- definitely bring it to pass. And that's something you and I can be glad about. That's something you and I can be excited about, knowing that God will follow through with everything that he said. To know that God will perform his word. He watches over his word to perform it. He watches over his word to bring it to pass. And guess what? That means he's watching over you and I right now. Do you have faith to know that everything that God began in you, that he will bring it to completion? Do you have the faith to know and to understand that everything that before you, like I said earlier, nothing happens by coincidence. Some of the situations that you or I may be in, the God has allowed those things for the purpose of revealing his grace, his mercy, his 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 sovereignty 
in each and every one of our lives so for the purpose of us seeing him in a way that we have yet saw him before. Every day, there should be a level of faith that goes deeper and higher. A level of faith that takes you deeper into the things of God. A level of faith that takes you deeper into the uh, 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 into the promises of God. And a level of faith that brings you into the reality that God did not lie. And God has no intention of leaving you, hallelujah, without the fruit of your faith. The Bible says in Isaiah 60, uh, let me get that real quick. Isaiah 60 verses one and two, uh, the word of the Lord says this, and this is where I'm going to end today's midday momentum. Well, I'm going to say part one of where I'm going to end it. Uh, Isaiah 60 verses one and two, the word says, arise, shine for thy light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Verse two says, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness to people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Arise and shine for the light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. I want you to know right now that because of your faith, his glory is rising, is, is resting upon you in a way that it has never rested before. And so you have to activate it. Well, how do you activate it? I'm glad you asked. You have to activate it by applying the word in every area of your life. You have to apply the word in every area of your life, because in doing so, you not only, uh, 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 you know, cause God to remember his promises, but you also cause for your faith to be strengthened. Glory to God. You also cause for your faith to be strengthened uh, because the more you apply the word, the more your faith is strengthened and the more your faith is strengthened, the more evidence, proof, manifestation you receive from the father. Now, in today's current climate that we're in with everything going on, one of the most saddest things about today today's society, and I've said this before, is that it, it, it takes things on a catastrophic level or things dealing with war and chaos in order for people to start saying, it's time to pray. There have been a lot of people saying, pray for Ukraine. And I'm not saying don't, but I am going to ask this question. Why? Why pray for Ukraine? Because if the truth be told, there's no reason to pray for Ukraine or anywhere else until we as a people repent and turn. So, yes, it sounds good. It sounds very churchy. It sounds like the right thing to do to say pray for Ukraine, to pray for this, this place and to pray for that place. But seriously, God isn't honoring any of it until we as a people repent and turn. We can't neglect to remember that First Timothy six verses nine through twelve, look says that uh, uh, that they will be rich. The, uh, they that will be rich will fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. 
verse 10 says, for the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after they have erred from the faith, erred from the faith and and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. If you want to know why things are going on in the world the way that they are, it is because people have a love of money and have erred, have strayed from the faith. But verse 11 in 1 Timothy 6 says, Man of God, but thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. And verse 12 gives us a distinct command. It says to fight the good fight of faith. How? By laying hold on eternal life. If you're worried about what's going to happen here tomorrow, that's not having a hold on eternal life. And I'm not saying we shouldn't be concerned, but ultimately, one thing that I like to remind every one of us every now and then is that this world is not our home. So, no, we're not supposed to fight to stay here. No, we're not supposed to fight to protect, quote unquote, the rights uh, 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 of, of a certain country and, and things of that nature. Because, again, the Bible says that gross darkness will cover the earth. The Bible says that because of people being in love with money, having the love of money, having the love of riches, always wanting more and more, being greedy, uh, will, 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 will find themselves getting their reward. Yet, we as the believer have a promise from the Lord. We as believer have a promise from God again in Isaiah 60. Um, uh, verse 2, it says, Behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. It says, But the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. So why is it getting darker? Why are things getting worse? They aren't getting worse so we can pray. They're getting worse so we can act. They're getting worse so we can respond in faith. So activate your faith today. Activate your faith to, to a level that everything that, that you are asking God to do, that you are willing to put yourself in the position to bring those things to pass, that you're putting yourself uh, uh, in, the, in a position to, uh, to witness uh, his power, his will and his glory being manifested through you. Because at the end of the day, faith becomes active and effective when it is built on a strong foundation look of accurate truth the word of the Lord because when you believe in the integrity of that truth and when you trust in that truth meaning the word you understand that the Bible says faith comes by hearing and so how does hearing comes hearing comes by the word of the Lord today I pray that each and every one of you identify your faith in God by backing it up with the word, not someone's commentary, not someone's uh, ideology, not someone's false doctrine of what they think God said. But no, you actively knowing what the word of the Lord is, what his will is for your life. And I challenge you to put faith into action. Because when we put our faith into action. That means that we're going to have compassion for others. And so, again, I'm not saying don't pray for Ukraine. I'm not saying don't pray for anything else that's going on. But I am saying first start by repenting 
and turning. Because if that is the only way that God will hear our prayers is when we stop being so self-centered, narcissistic and just plain old stubborn and mean. That is the only way God is going to be glorified is when we put into action our compassion for others. That means listening to find out the root of the problem and not just the, uh, 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 the symptoms. It means that we have to care for one another, care for those who are sick. Just as Dr. Burgess and I talked about earlier, that means even caring for those that are mentally ill. Not putting them down, not 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 locking them into a pattern of craziness by calling them crazy. But no, by by seeking help for them, by helping them position themselves to be better than what they are, being better than their best selves, to becoming their best selves. So, again, thank you for joining me today for this today's midday momentum. As again, I ask you the question, where is your faith? Because here at the Stay Focused Radio Show, I desire to connect your faith to the reality that is your life. Because in essence, you are the only Bible that some people read. And based on your faith, based on your faith, what does that look like? This is Dr. E.C. Brown, and this has been the Stay Focused Radio Show. Thanks for joining us this week on the Stay Focused Radio Show with Dr. E.C. Brown, your Kingdom Heart Specialist. Make sure to visit our website, www.edmundcbrown.org, where you can subscribe to the show as well as find us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcast, TuneIn, Anchor, FM and iHeartRadio so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on all platforms that you listen to us, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like this show you might want to check out the book that started it all entitled, Stay Focused, The Mandate to Manifest Spiritual Maturity Now, by Dr. Edmund C. Brown. Dr. E. C. Brown is available for bookings concerning mentorship, private coaching, or workshop clinician to help you and your staff navigate through today's current climate. Simply contact us at 330-FOCUSED, that's 330-362-8733. Thanks again for joining us and remember to stay focused as we advance the kingdom of heaven, one listener at a time.